Welcome. You're now listening to Get Out of Your Own Way podcast, episode 22. I'm your host, Tim Davidson. Missed last week. It's a crazy, crazy week in Texas. Basically had a snow blizzard and a lot of power outages in the Dallas area. And um, yeah, I just wanted to apologize for anybody that was looking forward to the next episode that did not come. Uh, but more than going to make up for it this week. <laughs> and I do appreciate all the feedback that came in for my social media episode. As usual, thank you very much for that. And of course, I'm going to give uh, a handful of comments, some shout outs. And with that said, one person said uh, regarding the social media negativity episode from two weeks ago, quote, I cringe every time I see people bury another person on social media, end quote. That's an everyday occurrence. That's, I mean, that is every single day. If you're on social media enough, if you visit social media on a daily basis, there's no doubt about it. You will see somebody throwing shade, if you will, at another person at minimum, at minimum. And any, any decent human being who has said something cruel to another person on social media or something that was foul, more often than not, they're going to remove their comment. But too little, too late at that point. And that's something that I've, I've talked about on my uh, last episode. It's like once you post it out, once you put it on the airwaves and it hits people's phones, I mean, you can see immediately. I mean, there's there is zero point. I don't care if you get to it a minute later, 30 seconds later. I mean, it's too late now, you know. And so I, I just encourage everybody, if you're thinking about saying something um, foul to another person, whether you think they deserve it or not, and sharing it with the world, think twice before you do that. Especially when considering what you say to another person could be the one thing, the last thing that person does that drives the recipient, the person on the uh, who's at the expense of what you have to say, if it is, uh, so to speak. That may be the last negative thing that that person needs to hear for them to lash out in a way that they never thought that was they were capable of doing. They may do something crazy. They may harm themselves. They may kill themselves. They may do something to another person where something unprecedented in their life could happen. And again, just even if you think they deserve whatever it is that you got to say to them. And I'm not talking about constructive criticism or somebody that you love and they just need to hear something that you have to say like no I'm talking about something that is just brutal that you throw at them something that is just foul something that's destructive think twice before you write 
And more importantly, think twice before you hit that send button. Uh, to the next comment, though, quote, I completely agree with not understanding why people share their personal lives on social media, end quote. That's another thing. And I knew I couldn't be the only person who felt that way. As far as people not keeping their personal lives private. It's something that I'll never understand. Because once again, much like I said on the last comment, if you get on social media every single day. For your own personal business, whatever that may be, maybe you just like looking at uh, photos of animals. Could be something as simple as that or just looking at job postings or whatever. You'll see somebody inevitably laying out their day to day lives as if it was a book. I mean, and, and it's it's not it's not uncommon for people to do that, not by any stretch of the imagination. But I just so happen to be a person who doesn't understand that. Because once again, when when bricks hit the wall in that person's life. And then they want to ask everybody for some privacy. Well, then it's kind of I, f I find that kind of funny because you're sharing everything about your life on social media or majority things about your life on social media. But suddenly when the going gets tough and when ish hits the fan, so to speak. Now you want privacy well, and, and you get upset with people. Or you have the nerve to get upset when people are asking 21 questions about what's going on. Well, well, you've let them into your life. So there's nothing you can't even really get upset at people. When you when you have been publicizing everything about your life. And so when you finally want to go into your own little bubble and you don't want people poking and prodding. Then you catch your attitude. It's like, no, well, well, just change your whole just change your whole idea of, 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 of what social media media is for you personally. And sometimes that's what it takes, because even for me, as I mentioned on the last episode, I was a person who did that some 10 years ago. I was a person who got on social media Posted things of where me and my girlfriend were going and where I was located, what store I was at, um, what was going on that day, what did I have planned and all this other stuff. I mean, it's really just I just kind of laugh at even my own self. It's kind of just it's, it's just silly. It's just silly, you know, and, and it's good. To, it's good to see that I'm not the only person who thinks that is it, who just doesn't understand that, you know, it's just like it's just not necessary. You know, it's it's one thing if you're getting paid for it to post where you're going or where you're at and who you're with and what you're doing tonight and all this other stuff. It's just it's <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a uh, nonsense in my own personal opinion. But the last one that I wanted to go over was, quote, the great thing about social media is it's a great way to grow your business and or meet new people, end quote. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just as much as I know people who share their personal lives every single day on social media. I also know people who only exclusively use social media 
to share their business, to grow their business, to try to get new clients, new customers. It's a phenomenal tool for doing that. Phenomenal, you know, and that's what I use social media for. That's it, you know, and and um, and I've also met new people through social media. You know, so both of those are are, are great points, and those are two things that basically I exclude. That I mean that that right there fits me to a cue as far as what I use social media for. It's, you know, to grow my businesses and meeting new people that fits me to OT. And, and I know that there's other people who've done this, who do the same, who use it for the same thing. So, but again, appreciate all the feedback coming in y'all. I really do. I'm going to move on now to episode 22 topic of abstinence and to get things started and to kind of just say right off the top, that I'm definitely not trying to uh, come off preachy in any sort of way to anybody who may already try to bottle up what I'm going to say. It's really just about improving as a person and giving yourself the best chance possible to succeed in life and not go through a lot of heartache and hurt and uh, depression among other, among, among other negative feelings, you know, such as sorrow, you know, so with this particular topic, I get it now. And I'm going to talk more just about me than anybody else. And, um, me being still relatively young that I am, I get it. I get why when I was a kid, my parents and probably yours, anybody who is still living with their parents and they're going through junior high, high school. Like if you have if you have semi decent, good parenting. While growing up, you heard your parents <clears throat> talk about waiting <clears throat> until you're married. They talk about. The birds and the bees, the old saying. There's a really good chance if you had a good mom or a good dad and or good dad, you heard that conversation while you were growing up. There is no doubt in my mind. You heard that they sat you down and, and talked to you about abstinence. And it doesn't mean that they were going to disown you if it just so happened that you were sexually active before you were married. Quite frankly, if we're being dead right honest, if I had, if I had a ballpark this and put a percentage on it, I would probably say that more than 70% of Americans, and, and honestly, that's a modest number. As, as big of a number as that is, I'm really being modest with that number. I would say over 70% of Americans. So just in North America, in the 50 states of the U.S., I would say over 70% of people do not wait until they're married or have not waited until they're married to have sex. 
a lot of people. And here's the thing. It's not unusual at all. So it's almost like if you were a person who was to wait until you were married before partaking in physical intimacy, you would be in the minority. But at the same time, even if you were in the minority, look at it this way. You're going to you are beating the the, the overwhelming statistics that say you're not going to make it. You're going to be over here in this large group of people who couldn't keep their pants on and their legs closed before they reached holy matrimony with uh, their love interest or whoever. But I can tell you from experience and many other people can say the same. There's a reason why when they say the first person you lay down with, whether if it was good or bad, no matter how things were with that person, that you will never forget that person, that that person will have this lasting impact on your life. And that is very factual for me personally. And there's other people I know that can agree with you, agree with me. And I look forward to people chiming in and, and, and commenting on this said subject. There's not one person who doesn't remember the first time that they were with their first lover or who, whoever that was, whoever that was, that first person that they lay down with, whoever that first person they had sex with, whatever you want to call it. But here's, here's the reason why when I look back, at my life and, and, and watch this and watch this. And let me also say this. Just because you've had sex with somebody. Let's say if you're 17, you had sex with somebody. Um, you get your heart broken over that person. But that person that that was literally all they wanted was just sex from you unbeknownst to you. And now you're crushed. There, that's a primary reason right there to want to wait until you're married because that happens a lot. That happens a lot. More often when two people come together, one person is going to cling. Whether it be the guy or the gal, one of them is going to cling when it comes to having sex. Like for, for, the, for the first time, for the first time, if both if both parties are virgins, it's almost impossible for them to just do a no strings attached sort of deal and go their separate separate ways. And honestly, I've never even heard of such a, such a thing. Now, if one person was already active and the other person wasn't, there's a very high probability that that one person who had the first time experience is going to clink and want want more from that person whether it be continue the actual sexual part of the relationship or pursue something real. But it could be a learning experience, even if you've given yourself to a person for the first time and and you were heartbroken over it because things didn't work out. 
you then can take that as an opportunity to wait to be married. So don't feel like if you made a mistake and laid down with somebody who wasn't your wife or wasn't your husband and you went on and, and gave them your purity. You gave that person your purity, your virginity. Once you've given that to them, you obviously can't get that back with that. But look, it's okay. You can use that as a learning experience if you if that just so happens that you're in that situation and you were devastated that things didn't work out. You can then use that as a learning tool, a learning situation to now look at relationships as, okay, the next person that I'm going to have sex with is in fact going to be my wife or my husband. That's the beauty part. So abstinence as a whole doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean, that doesn't mean like, oh, this is for virgins only. No, no. You can make a stand. If you've already been sexually active, you can make a stand and be like, no, I will never again let somebody play with my emotions, play with my feelings, come in and take something from me when I actually meant well when my feelings were genuine, when I was sincere about that person. So you can, you, you can, you can act. That person might've played you for a fool, might've crushed you, but then you can turn it around and say, never again, never again. And that's something that me, I, I mean, living in life, man, living in life has a funny way of doing things to people. Because this is something that has happened to me on a handful of occasions. Where And once you get old, and older, old enough, once you've been around enough of the opposite sex, you'll start getting hunches if a person is, if all they want is just sex from you. You'll get those hunches. They, it, those colors will start to bleed through that person you're showing interest in because it's really not being reciprocated as far as that person not wanting to to go with you certain places or or join you with certain things that you're doing it's like they they have like a one track mind and they're really kind of showing it and i know this all too well i'm i'm talking about people from 4 or 5 years ago I mean, and it's fun. You, you, you never forget it. You just never forget these people who only want that one thing. And once you've been there, once you've been crushed, once you've been heartbroken, it's almost like that meter goes from zero to 100 in a split second when you get around such person. It's like sometimes you can just see the way a person looks at you and you know that their mind is in the gutter, as, as the old saying goes. Like, you know, immediately, it's like once you've been around enough people, you, you like you already know just by the way that they look at you. It's like, yeah, like, nah, I can see what you I can see what you where your mind's at. You know, so I just encourage everybody, like no matter what, 
no matter what, if you if you have if you have had a sexual partner or partners or if you haven't. Abstinence is just based on thinking. So you don't necessarily have to be a virgin. People who are abstinent more often than not have have had sex previously. But they just make a pact with themselves, a promise to the Lord, whatever the case may be, whatever. That they will not do that. They will not allow another person to come in and wreak havoc in their life in that way. Because there's nothing more personal to you than intimacy. To people as a whole, as I've said before, you are giving your body and a piece of your soul to a person, unless you were just a flat out whore, whether that's a guy or a girl, because even though even though the world preaches to males that it's okay to have sex with as many women as you want to and not be scrutinized for it it's the complete opposite for women and girls as the world shows no like if you lay down with more than one person that makes you a whore that's what the world says but don't 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 feel that don't just take this life experience just take it as a whole and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's nothing wrong whatsoever with making a promise just if anything to yourself that you won't allow somebody to come into your life and take something so precious from you when there's not a serious commitment there the pinnacle there because, yeah, even in regular relationships, they end every single day. Somebody who you thought you were inseparable with. And then one morning or one day, you have an argument. As a, as a, as a good friend of mine would say, you're one big argument away. You're one big argument away from going your separate ways. And that is absolute factual. But the best bet, though, no doubt, is to wait until you say, I do, with your wife or your husband. You know, so with that said, you know, I pray that uh, somebody was definitely encouraged and inspired with what I've said in this particular episode. And um, again, as a whole, if you've been living long enough, you definitely understand that there's a lot of people out there who have their own agendas and we all got to be careful. We all have to be careful. And if it's something that you've never experienced before and if you keep living, you will see for yourself. But heed the warning, though. Heed the warning. Next week, I'm going to bring to everybody 
in episode 23, self-esteem is my next topic. Please keep your comments coming. And what I'm going to do, I, I've been, I don't know why I haven't done this previously, but I'm going to update uh, my info on every single episode in the link and actually on the main page. So when you actually press on an, on an episode before you hit play, uh, you can actually just see all my information there. And again, I'm not sure why I haven't done that up to this point, you know, being uh, several weeks in into the, uh, my podcast several months really uh, but I appreciate again everybody coming through and listening and as I continue to con look to grow this podcast this self-improvement podcast uh, I will always on each episode talk about different comments and feedback that I've getting for you guys from you guys take care God bless and I'll see you next week <laughs>